This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers, a proud podcast of the Podmoth Media Network. Hell yeah. <laughs> ah, there's a bug. <laughs> that is fantastic. We are leaving that in. <laughs> Please tell me you're still recording. Yes, I'm still recording. Do you see that book? Yes, it's on the, it's on the book that says Slash. I think it's just one of those stink bugs. Okay. I mean, you can check if you want to get rid of it. I just, no. I didn't see it at first. I just heard you scream and I was like, what's happening? <laughs> it literally flew from like the abyss. <laughs> it was like in the corner and it was like, Phew. it came from over here. Yes. Holy shit, I just saw it over there. No, it like flew over there. That's why I was like, what the fuck? I'm glad I did not see it come from behind me because they would have heard both of us scream. <laughs> It's just me going, meh, a bug. Welcome back, guys. Hey, buzzards. <laughs> oh. Normally, I'm like a bug killer, but that freaked me out. It's just like I said, from the abyss. From the abyss. Oh, man. Oh, We're back. God, we are back. For episode 56. No, this is a mini. Oh, fuck. You tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be. Honestly, I could have made this a full episode. <laughs> It can be 55 and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> part A, part B, part uh, part D. <laughs> and, well, 55.5. I, like, started to research this, and all of the articles were relatively small, but then there's an episode of Cold Case Files about this case, and I got so much information. Like, it is an information-packed episode. episode. Yeah, you yeah, cannot, yeah. like just not write things down because it's all a big part of the case yeah i hate that sometimes i'm like ah, everything you're saying is important <laughs> literally give me a second so i'm just gonna give a big shout out right the fuck now to cold case <laughs> files <laughs> thank you cold case files. <laughs> it used to be on netflix but apparently they took it off netflix for licensing of the music issues um and it's just on aetv.com so oh i was like please don't tell me it's on peacock no god no, I'm on. not paying for Peacock. I refuse to pay for Peacock. I refuse. That and Paramount Plus. I also refuse to pay for that one. I thought about it. I did too. Because well, I really wanted to see Halloween Kills. I was going to say, there's been a couple good movies that they keep putting on there. And I'm like... Mm, and they have Clarice. Although they're not coming out with a second season of Clarice. Which like breaks my heart. And we also never finished the first season. Yeah. We should just write our own second season. <laughs> Guys, we're going into TV producing. <laughs> production. <laughs> It's going to be a mini series on TikTok. <laughs> Macy is now Clarice. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> Ryan's got the long hair. I'm going to make him Buffalo Bill. Oh my God. <laughs> we can put Tyler in a bald cap. <laughs> you can. Clarice. I love it. And anyway, guys, <laughs> welcome to a mixer mini. Ooh, welcome to a Friday night mixer mini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where we are so tired from the week that literally everything's funny. 
Everything's hilarious. And we are not drinking any sort of fancy wine or cocktail. Sorry. We're drinking. This last month has been kind of a mess. Oh, my God. We've been a mess. <laughs> I think like the last couple of times we've done minis, we've had wine instead. No, we had a hot toddy once. No, we did. Um, We did hot toddies and then we did something else, too. And I don't remember what it was. Shit. I think it was something with the, was the, the sunrise thing. What? Oh, yes. 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 I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I feel like we had, well, but the last couple times at least. I was going to say, <laughs> we didn't have wine for our normal episode last week. And now for the mini this week, we're just drinking wine instead of a mixer. So we are sorry, guys. Um, yeah, we're drinking uh, Liberty Creek California Moscato. Tis cheap and sweet. Tis, yeah, tis cheap and sweet. And um, yeah, it's basic bitch wine. I don't care. <laughs> Judge me. Bite me. You won't. 10 out of 10 for cheap. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for <laughs> getting the job done. <laughs> anyway, Nicole, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I am going to be telling you about the murder of young Tina Fails. Okay. This is okay. really sad. Oh. Um, this, like I mentioned, was an episode of Cold Case Files I came across, mm-hmm. and I found it extremely interesting. I'd literally never heard of this. Mm. And actually, funny enough, there was an update to this case as of last year. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Cool. Which I did not know. So it actually wasn't even in the Cold Case Files episode because that's like four years old. Oh, yeah. So I have even more information than when it was in the episode, which is oh, awesome. interesting. This will be great. I'm excited. So this takes place on April 5th of 1984 in Pleasanton, California. Mm, it's so not very Pleasanton. No, it wasn't after this. (laughs) This was like the first big event to happen in Pleasanton. Nothing like this had ever occurred before. Oh, okay. Um, Young Tina Fales was only 14 years old when she chose one day to walk home from school instead of taking the bus. Okay. Um, That day, she had actually been bullied. And in an effort to avoid further bullying... She chose to walk because the bullies were on the bus. Oh, no. Yep. So at the time, she was a freshman at Foothill High School. um, And she left school that day and she used a shortcut that she had taken often to walk home. Now, (laughs) bear with me while I try to explain what this looks like because I've never been there. I rewrote (laughs) this like 84 times and they show it in the cold case episode. And I was like, oh, God, how do I make people visualize this? So the shortcut home took her down a street and then she walked through a drainage tunnel. So she would climb a chain link fence and there was like a gully almost like um, a culvert. That's the word. And it's like lined with stone and it leads up to one of those really big black pipes that if you're like kind of crouching, you can walk through. And Mm. it's basically just to drain water there. It goes under an overpass. Um, for a highway and it's it takes her literally almost right to her house oh, the other okay. side okay it is long enough though that in the middle it gets almost pitch black oh. you cannot see it all um so this is the shortcut she was taking this day on her way home from school okay so <clears throat> she was last seen leaving the school 
and she never made it home. Aww. Her brother Drew talked in the cold case episode about how he remembers that day. Like it was literally yesterday. He said um, at the time he was only eight years old um, and he remembers getting home from school and Tina was supposed to be there and she was absolutely nowhere. He said he checked the whole house and I mean, he being an eight year old kid, he didn't really know what to do. So he just kind of like hopped on his bike and was riding around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he said as he rode around the neighborhood on his bike, an unmarked cruiser pulled up to his house. Um, and it wasn't until, sorry, the next day that his mother even told him what happened. So while he was on his bike, <coughs> the, the, cr- the cruiser pulled the, up. The cruiser pulled up, yeah. Okay. So, let me take you back a little bit. Her body ended up being found relatively quick. Um, There was a truck driver who was going over the bridge that goes over the drainage tunnel. And he remembered spotting something kind of out of the corner of his eye and recognizing it as a person. And they were on the ground and he just thought, oh my god, somebody needs her like they need they're they're hurt they need help like so he pulled over immediately and as soon as he got down into the culvert he realized there was blood everywhere and this person was not just injured they were dead oh my god so he immediately called the police and um there is a current he is now a current well at the time of the cold case episode there was a current police lieutenant named jim knox Mm-hmm. who was only 20 years old at the time mm-hmm. this occurred. Um, and he was serving as, and I do not know what the hell this means. He was serving as a member of the PPD Explorer Post. So he was like working with the police department in whatever the heck the Explorer Post is. If you guys know, please shoot me a message because Mace is going to Google it. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they said that and I was like, he was a member of the what now? <laughs> <laughs> but basically, he worked with the police department. Um, he talked about the truck driver and just said, basically, bless his soul, because if he had not pulled over, they would not have found her for probably days. Um, so. Oh, I figured it out. What is it? Uh, the Police Explorers program is um, a program that provides young men and women from the city's diverse communities with an introduction to a career in law enforcement or related fields in the criminal justice system. The program is geared for ages 14 to 20. Okay. Often results in strengthening ties between the community and police. Oh, cool. Okay. So that's what he was doing at the time. Um. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, if they're a cadet or whatever, Mm -hmm. they're like in the program. But he actually, and like I said, he went on <coughs> to actually join Excuse the me. police force. And at the time of the documentary, he was a lieutenant. Um, okay. Oh, so he was like a, he was just like. A, he was like a baby baby when He this was happened. just volunteering basically when this happened. Shit. Okay. Um, the police chief at the time, his name was Bill Eastman. Um, he said that this call. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Cheers to the microphone. Cheers. Um, He said that this call was his worst nightmare. In all of his time working with this police department, he never received any call like this, but he dreamed of the day that this would happen, and it came true. Mm. Um, They did not have a large history of violent crimes in this area, like I had mentioned. And once they headed to the scene, 
it became very clear that this was going to be a very difficult case to solve. Mm-hmm. They began to process the scene. There were no fingerprints. There were no footprints. They couldn't even find a weapon. The only evidence that they managed to find was Tina's purse, which had been flung by either her or the attacker, and it was actually hanging from a branch up in a tree nearby. I remember this cold case episode. Do you really? Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, vaguely, vaguely, but I, I like, I'm like, I know this. <laughs> um, so in um, the, sorry, the purse was dirty. It was covered in blood. Um, and they actually ended up using the purse to identify Tina because inside was her report card. I was about to be like her wallet. Nope. No. Literally her report card. Oh. <laughs> so young That's and so, so innocent. Um, the way they found Tina's body was extremely gruesome. Tina's body had 44 stab wounds. 44. What did a 14-year-old <clears throat> do to you that was so terrible that you had to stab oh. them 14 times? Oh, you just wait. You just wait. This. Oh, wait, it was more than 14 times. She was 14. <laughs> 44. 44. <laughs> All the fours. <laughs> no, but this, this makes me angry, this case. Ugh. Um, So in the cold case uh, documentary, the uh, they mentioned that the coroner was actually able to determine that the first 38 times she was stabbed, she was still alive. So she endured 38 stabs before, before she finally passed. Oh, my God. Um, some of the stab wounds were almost five inches deep. And the coroner was able to determine that the knife that had been used actually lacked a handle or like a hilt of any kind. Because when you stab somebody with that much force, the handle... They'll leave impressions. It leaves, yep. It leaves either like bruising or indents, any some kind of marking. Mm-hmm. There were none around any of the stab wounds. So it either has like a really long blade mm-hmm. and has like, you know, the... the handle is not close to where it went in or it doesn't have anything at all Mm -hmm. what would not have anything at all you would cut your hand on that right remember that because that's important oh okay okay. um (laughs) so as you mentioned this discovery led detectives to determine that whoever committed this crime most likely would have injured themselves in the process. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no way they would have done this without cutting themselves as well. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> but unfortunately, they found nothing. They had nothing from the scene. They, um, uh, sorry. Brain function and start again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim Knox, the young boy. Um, they brought him in with a lot of other people who were willing to volunteer to kind of set up a search grid around the murder site. Um, they searched for days to try and find the weapon, anything at all. Nothing. They found not a single shred of evidence anywhere. 
So the next day, on April 6th, um, uh, police went to Foothill High to try and talk to Tina's classmates. They wanted to try and find out anything they could about her. Right, right. Um, it was on this day that the police learned about the bullying. Um, they learned that several girls on Tina's bus had threatened to beat her up. They threw rocks at her. And at one point, they even said they wanted to tie her to a tree and stab her. Oh, my God. You're in high school. What is... God, what part of life has got you down that bad in high school? Like, God damn. I am sorry if you were that low in high school. What the fuck are children doing being like, I'm going to stab you. Like, like... I'm sorry, it, it 14, I was worried about not getting zits. Yeah, I wasn't like, worried about stabbing someone and tying not, them to it. That's very specific. Right? Right? I was like, that's a really Kids really are mean. Up. Kids are mean. Kids are very mean. And this was in the 80s. Like, wow. Kids are still mean. Um, They're meaner. <laughs> but unfortunately, though, when questioned, all three girls were in detention and had an alibi. Also, they wouldn't have even been on the bus. They weren't. They wouldn't be anywhere near her. Oh no! So a few other students did come forward and remembered seeing her that day. Um, one of the students, his name was Steve Carlson, nicknamed Creepy Steve. Oh, that's um, good. That's great. He. That's great. <laughs> um, they. Sorry, I'm like stuttering hardcore today and I apologize. But um he actually was going around boasting about the fact that he did this. This was like he committed this crime. Like so police were like, okay, that's fucking weird. Yeah, we're so, gonna look into you now. So they interviewed Steve along with his friend Todd Smith. Okay. Um both of them said they had recalled seeing Tina walking home from school um as they drove past in a car, but that was all. Yeah, he, he couldn't remember anything else. He said that was that was it. They had, um, they really had nothing else. Like he was just like, I'm a stupid kid fucking around. He did say though that he recalled seeing another student following behind Tina. That student, his name was Jeff Michelson, and from that moment, Jeff Michelson became suspect number one. Not creepy Steve. Not creepy Steve. <laughs> um, just just this other guy. Just Jeff. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Um, so detectives then went and spoke with Tina's family. Um, and it was at this point they were made aware that Tina's mother, Shirley, had actually recently broken up with a boyfriend who was abusive. Oh. His name with was... was <laughs> was Keith Fitzwater. Um, and she had kicked him out of the house after too much abuse. It just, she yeah. finally was like, enough's enough, get the fuck out. Um, it actually turned out that Keith was 15 years younger than Shirley and had a serious drinking problem. Um, he had an extremely violent temper and often Tina was the one that was standing up for her mother. And, like, basically standing in the way of Keith when he became abusive. Oh. And he did not like that. 
Oh. Um, <clears throat> so now they have two suspects and they start digging around for both of them. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Michelson was actually known around the school as a bully. That's creepy um, Jeff. <laughs> that <laughs> same day that Tina, Tina was murdered. Um, Jeff was actually seen with a few of his friends throwing creepy Steve as they called him, into the dumpster out back. They locked him in the dumpster, and he was stuck in there for almost 10 minutes until a teacher found him and let him out. Um, Again, kids are fucking mean. Now, they they said they saw him follow her down into the drainage tunnel. Um, they, They learned that on several occasions, Jeff had actually... Um, been accused of sexually assaulting women by touching or groping them. Oh. Um, so his 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 uh, status went straight to number one. Ah, ding ding ding. Um, they <coughs> even learned that he carried a hunting knife in his belt, oh. in like a sheath. So they picked him up for questioning later that day. Obviously. <laughs> um. <laughs> And when they did, he had a cut on his hand. His original story, he said that he cut himself on a pan at work. Um, And then he later changed his story and said he cut himself replacing a vent hood. Um, When asked if anybody else was aware of this injury, especially because it occurred right before and while he was working, Mm -hmm. he said, no, I didn't tell my boss. Because I didn't think it was a big deal. So, unfortunately, there was no one to, to corroborate. corroborate his story. Yeah. Um, but the two conflicting statements were enough to allow investigators to get a warrant. And they searched his house. During the search, they found two knives. But neither knife had any trace of blood on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they now turn their attention to Keith. Tina's aunt um, said that one night, um, the one, I'm sorry, (laughs) Lordy, I really can't read today. (laughs) Tina's aunt said that one of the only nights that she ever saw him be any form of nice was the night that they found out Tina died. He came over to the house to console Shirley. Mm, that's sus. <laughs> Don't pay so Don't pay so um, On the day of the murder, uh, Keith had told detectives that he had been at work, which was validated by his boss. His boss also told police, though, that that day he had asked for a ride to Shirley's house after finding out about the murder. What he didn't tell detectives, Keith, was that he also carried a knife. Oh. But his boss did not withhold that information (laughs) and was like, not only did he carry a knife, but on the night that he asked me to drive to Shirley's house, he asked me to hold on to his knife because he didn't feel comfortable entering the home with it on him. Hmm. So they take the knife and they test it and it came back clean. Ah. (laughs) This is like fucking frustrating it's like oh it's you (laughs) every time it's like build up disappointment (laughs) so at this point they had 
no evidence. Everything was circumstantial. They could not get enough to arrest anybody. So 21 days after the murder, there was a man named Walter Nyman who was arrested in Felton, California after sexually assaulting a young woman. It happened on a bridge while the young girl was walking home from school. Oh. The girl um, managed to get away from him and call authorities, and he was later arrested. Um, they found out at the time of Tina's murder, he had been staying in Pleasanton. Oh. Okay. So they questioned <laughs> Walter's family, and he had been um, close with his grandmother. Mm-hmm. And his grandmother said that she remembered April 5th as, like, she remembered it very well. Hmm. which is the day tina died um she said walter showed up at her front door he was absolutely frantic he was babbling and just kept saying like i need to leave pleasanton i i just like i need to get out of there police searched the house they found two bloody knives and bloody clothing shit but Ah. the test came back and it was animal blood so once again, the police left empty-handed. What, do they like hit a deer or something? Or do they never tell you what happened? They didn't really give any information on what it was. They just said it was animal blood. So whether he was cutting up a deer or whether he's hunting or Whatever something. that psychopath was doing, I don't even want to know. Um, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> people are weird. People are weird. So slowly, more time starts to pass. And it just kind of fades out. Oh. Um, her brother was absolutely terrified. They spent, excuse me, every day not knowing if this person was targeting the family, if they were going to come and hurt her brother or her mother. Um, Mm. three years after Tina's death, her mother saw a photo of a man who used to live in Pleasanton. Um, he had been arrested and his photograph was in the newspaper. Um, he was arrested for murdering a young girl around the same time Tina died, but up in Washington State. Oh. Shirley said she recognized him. And then even managed to present a photo she had of herself and a couple friends with this man. Whoa. Okay. She brings it to the police. And... The first thing they did is they tracked down the the friends that she knew in the, in the photo. Unfortunately, the, the friends told police that while, yes, they were strikingly similar, this was not the same man. Oh. Um, did I write? Oh, I did write down his name. I'm sorry. I was like, did I, where did I put his name? It's, like, <laughs> it's here. To, it's all the way down the bottom. I'm a freaking moron. Um. But the guy who had been arrested, his name was Michael Ide. Um, okay. And they were like, well, yeah, he does look a lot like him. This is not Michael Ide. He's so-and-so. And they were able to confirm that. And so another lead three years later, right down the drain. Ah, This poor mother, like, she just wants to, like, figure out what happened to her kid. And unfortunately, this starts to take a really big toll on Shirley. Um, to the point where by the time um, Drew was 18, he ended up having to call the crisis hotline and get her moved into a home. 
because she couldn't couldn't take care of herself anymore she Poor just thing. like shut down oh um that's so sad so by the year 2000 bill eastman who was the chief at the time retired wow so this is 2000 okay this happened in 84 yikes um okay. the case is marked as cold and almost no progress has been made and then february of 2008 okay 24 years after tina died um a current police detective by the name of dana savage which great fucking name for a detective oh my god wasn't there one that was savage in um the carrie steiner case that's what i'm thinking Uh, oh my god is it the same lady is it did it happen in california yes that did oh my god please look that up her name was dana savage Oh my god. That would be hilarious if they were the same fucking person. I, uh, because I, I remember being like, yes, savage. Oh, that's the thing. I, re- I like wrote this down and I was like, why do I remember this name? If I it's remember, the same like, lady, I'm going to be floored. If it's honestly, I'm going to be floored even if it's not the same lady. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Carrie and Steven Sander. Ooh, look this up right <laughs> She's now. putting up her notes. <laughs> I have a lot of notes on this shit. Okay. That was a big episode. I remember that one. Yeah. It really should have been like <laughs> bigger. Like two episodes, two things. <laughs> oh my god i wish i had like a search and thing oh on my i phone. know it's okay <laughs> okay i'll find it you keep going okay so don't wait for, don't wait for me don't wait for me i'm listening um so this police detective uh dana savage she was at the time she was pregnant mm-hmm. and she was on limited duty so um, she was not allowed to assist or interact with current cases and she was not inter- like allowed to like interact with people she couldn't like go interview suspects oh, or, she was like, pregnant. okay yeah she was basically just working stuck at a desk um so during this time she opted to look into some cold cases Ooh. one of the cold cases that she pulled out of the file room was tina's murder Ooh. so dana said that there were over twenty thousand pages of notes Witchcraft, the occult, extremist beliefs, murder. Tune in to Rogue Darkness each Friday and join host Raven as I uncover horrific crimes committed under the misconceptions and misunderstandings of witchcraft and other belief systems. I'll cover a wide range of crimes involving ritualistic killings and extremist beliefs to cult persuasion and supposed possession. Anything and everything that borders the line of horrifying. There's always three sides to a story. Side A, side B, and then the truth. Let's uncover the truth together and explore the darkness of mankind, one crime at a time. Available wherever you get your podcast fix, simply by searching Rogue Darkness. Guys, I figured out the savage thing. It was, a, it. it was a Fred and Rosemary West, but um, it's in a totally different country, <laughs> so they're definitely not the same person. But I, I was. But that's so, really funny. I was so sure, but that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I was, but I at least I remembered in general. Well, that's there was another you one. said it, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, it was in Yosemite. No, no, nope. it was in London. 
Well, England, not London. But <laughs> I digress. Sorry. <laughs> but we learned that there were 20,000 pages of notes. Yes. <gasps> There was over 20,000 pages of notes and dozens of horrific photographs from her crime scene. Mm. Um, uh, At the time of Tina's death, Savage noted that there were actually three active serial killers in the area at the time. Who? Um, It did not say. (laughs) I did not look into that. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's a mini. It's a mini. But. I would be intrigued to know. One of them went to high school with Tina. Oh. His name was James DeVeggio. Okay. And he was already caught and in prison now. Or, or like already in jail. Okay, okay, okay. So around the time of her death, James was often absent from school. Like days on end, no explanation. Um, and they discovered that he also had knowledge of the shortcut through the drainage system. Ah. So they took this knowledge and she brought it to another detective because she couldn't actively investigate this because of her pregnancy leave. Mm -hmm. And she sent somebody to speak with DiVeggio in prison. DiVeggio swore up and down that he had no involvement in this. Okay. He said, man, I'm in prison for life with no chance of parole. Why would I lie to you? Yeah, like, I would tell you, like, I'm not getting out of here. Yeah. But he goes, you should look into my old friend, Walter Nyman. Okay. So, Savage goes and looks at the little evidence they have and comes across Tina's purse. Okay. Uh, Tina... Oh, Tina, I'm sorry. Um, Dana. <laughs> well, like, we're going over all the evidence and looking at the purse. She discovers that there's some blood stains on the purse that were never tested because they just assumed it would be Tina's blood. Mm-hmm. But she remembered the theory she had read about that the knife that killed her did not have a handle. And it cut his hand. And it most likely would have cut her attacker. So she sent the purse off to have the blood tested. <gasps> um, they yeah. actually, they said, and this, this first of all, blew my mind. They said in the cold case episode, they had originally only tested the purse for fingerprints. They just like assumed it was her blood and they, they just, didn't even test it. Yep. They just assumed. Of course they did. You know what they say about assuming makes an ass out of you and me. <laughs> I love that saying. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so, it is years. Do not ask me why this takes so long because I cannot tell you. Probably because it, it was a cold case and it wasn't high priority. Probably. But which is terrible. It would not be until March 14th of 2011, three years go by, when Savage receives a phone call and they say, would you like to know who murdered Tina Fails? Yes. Yes, I would. And she remembers, like, she remembers the call and just being like, oh, my God. I'm, like, I'm about to close this case. Like, yeah, this, I'm like, going to oh- find out. She thought it was going to be Walter Nyman. Walter. 
Turns out that the blood on Tina's purse belonged to none other than creepy Steve. Steve Carlson. Yowza! And if you guys don't remember, Steve Carlson was the bullied kid who got locked in a dumpster who claimed to see Tina walking home from school that day. Of course he did, because he killed her. Also the one that pointed police in the direction of Jeff. He, like, completely just shifted the suspicion from And Jeff was the one that had locked him in the dumpster that day. So it was a little bit of revenge for him. Oh, my God. So first you kill this poor girl, and then you try and blame someone else for it and make their life fucking miserable. What the fuck? So at the time of Tina's death, Steve was 16. They found out. That the day Tina died, Steve's parents had left him home alone. They were going to be out of town. And Steve was going around trying to invite kids over for a party. And everybody said no. He was bullied. They locked him in the dumpster. After getting out of the dumpster, Steve went home. Through the drainage pipe. Nope. This was before school let out. Steve went home. He drank alcohol from his parents' stash. Oh, man. And got extremely drunk. He was then driving his mother's car around erratically when they believe that Tina walked in front of his car when she crossed the street. And it was then that he pulled over and tried to follow her. What they later find out is that where Steve lived had a view of this drainage tunnel. It was like a big hill and he could sit on the roof of his second floor and see the drainage tunnel. They found out that he went home, was sitting on the roof, and had seen Tina. And he was so enraged by the fact that nobody would come to his party that he went downstairs into the kitchen, grabbed a knife, went down to the drainage tunnel, followed Tina, and murdered her. Because he was pissy that nobody would come to his party. And he got I mean, that's blasted. sad that everybody said no, but like... Did Tina say no? Did because, she say like, no? Did she deserve to be killed because... Other people are assholes. Right. She was also bullied heavily. (sighs) What the fuck? And they had witnesses that placed Steve sitting on his roof around the time the school went out. So people had seen him sitting there. Um, So at that time. Steve was actually in prison on a drug-related charge. So they went and questioned him. Uh, The moment they mentioned Tina's name, I'm sorry, they brought him in for questioning. They, like, brought him out of prison to the police station. Really? Yeah, there's there's footage of this in the... Interesting. They didn't have to go to prison to see him? In the cold... Unless they had, like, a separate room they put him in, but it looked very much just like a normal investigator's, like, investigation room. It was like a little carpeted room with just a table and hmm, Okay, like. okay. Um but That's you, interesting. you can see footage of this. 
the moment they say Tina's name, Steve becomes physically ill. They, like, bring her name up, and he just, like, starts coughing. He points at the trash can, they hand him the trash can, and he vomits. Okay, well, there you go. (laughs) There's that! And now, at this point, they have his blood on the purse. Yeah, like, um, how are you, you going to explain that away? You Her purse that was, well. like, hung way up in a tree. Which like, means he probably grabbed it with his, like, he prob- bloody hand and threw it. And flung it. Yep. Yikes. So, at this point, they have enough information. And two weeks later, two weeks later, sorry, when Steve is released from the drug-related charge, police are awaiting, and they immediately arrest him for Tina's murder. Why couldn't they just keep him in the jail? I don't know. I don't know why they did it that way, and I'm assuming they just used the time he was already behind bars to gather the information they needed. That was kind of my logic for it, but they literally show they have body cam footage of them arresting him. <laughs> you see him get like you see him come out of the prison, and, and they're he, like, "You turn around!" They literally <laughs> immediately are like, "You're under the arrest for the you're under arrest for the murder of Tina Fails." They turn around, they handcuff him, and they shove him in the, po- in the cop car. Oh my god! I, I was like. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get him. Yes. Get him. Um, and you can you can see there's footage of him being arrested and in the back of the police car on the way to the station. Wow. Um, okay. Jim Knox was the arresting officer. Nice. Yes. Um, he was also the one that got to go tell Shirley that she was finally going to get justice for her daughter's murder. Oh, my God. Shirley was probably so. Oh, my God. They said. So happy. He said that when he walked in, the first thing she said was, did you catch him? Because she just knew. She was like, there's no reason they'd be coming to visit me otherwise. And they got to tell her, yes, they caught him. Oh, my God. That makes my heart like. She had such a rough life because of this. And unfortunately, the day before the trial was set to start, Shirley had a massive heart attack <gasps> and passed away. Oh, that sucks. But at least she died knowing, knowing that this asshole is going to fucking jail. They caught him because he like was upset. Like, I get it. Being bullied and, like, going to a bunch of kids and being like, come over to my house for a party. And all of them being like, no, you're hot. You're fucking weird. They throw them in a dumpster. And throw them in a dumpster. Like, I get that. That sucks. But that is not an excuse for murder. To murder murder someone. Like, get drunk and see her walk past your car and then, like. Go home, stew about it, and, like, get a knife and murder her. Yeah. Like, this poor girl who's bullied herself and was trying to avoid the bullies, like. You literally just went down into a drainage pipe and, like, stabbed her because, like, what? That just, like, there's no logic in that. So, in 2014, his trial started. Okay. And he was found guilty of first-degree murder. He was sentenced to 26 years to life. Steve's lawyer tried to argue that the evidence was too old, but at this point there was no statute of limitations on murder. Nice. Yes. Um, and they tried to say that in that nearly 30 year window that the blood could have been planted on the purse, but they were like, who the fuck would have planted your blood? Like of all things on the purse. And you physically got ill when we mentioned her name. Yeah. Like that doesn't make any freaking sense. Um, and the purse was accepted as evidence into the trial. Good. 
So which it always should have fucking been. In 2017, an appeal of um, an appeal panel of three judges did reduce the sentence from first degree murder to second degree murder, saying there was not enough evidence to determine premeditation, which kind of makes sense. I don't really think this was premeditated. He had gotten drunk and was pissy, but I don't think he like did this with the intention of I'm going to go murder somebody. I think he was just drunk and pissed off and just. Yeah, he like responded to the moment in yeah, the wrong way. He hadn't been planning to kill Tina for weeks yeah. and like looking shit, shit up on his computer and like, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they dropped it down to second degree murder and this removed 10 years from his sentence, making it 16 to life. Okay. For the first six years. Now, this is the part that was not in the in the cold case episode. Okay. Okay. For the first six years, Steve Carlson maintained his innocence. <laughs> he swore he did not commit murder but in 2020 at the age of 52 years old 36 years after tina's death he wrote a nine-page letter to the family in which he addressed tina directly formally admitting he killed her honestly can you imagine like you're in a fucking drunken stupor right you're not planning to go commit a murder like, that's not, like, you're just pissed off that you've been bullied that day and whatever. You get so pissed off that you go commit this murder. And you wake up. Can you imagine that? He probably was, like, like, I, like he probably repressed it. That's all I can think of is that he barely had any memory of it in the first place. <laughs> because he was so fucking wasted. And then. You should be a detective. Ha! Listen to this. <laughs> They released these letters. Did they really? Did you read them? I did not read the full things. I could not find the full ones. Okay, but only a like lot of articles had excerpts. Because what happened was when I first started searching this, these were the articles that kept coming up. Mm-hmm. Were the ones from 2020. And I was like, okay, I get there's a recent update, but I need to know more about the case. I need to know what happened. Um, but there's quite a few articles that have a lot of excerpts. Okay, okay. One of them says... And this is a direct quote. This letter of my deepest apologies is way overdue. I was living in denial for many years, not being able to believe or take responsibility for brutally murdering you on that day of April 5th, 1984. I want you and your family to know you did absolutely nothing to deserve what I did to you. That's what makes this murder so callous and horrific. By the way, this is riddled with spelling errors. Oh, okay. He admitted in the letters that he had been so angry that he had grabbed a knife from his kitchen and when he saw Tina he blacked out he said quote I don't remember the stabbing motions I just remember standing over her bloody body holding a bloody knife most including Drew and Tina's surviving loved ones including her aunt believe that this admission of guilt is nothing but a ploy really they don't find any sincerity in it and drew drew himself said it's just a confirmation of what we knew i don't think he had any remorse whatsoever i think he's trying to get out of prison early and he does he does as of next year or two years sorry 2023 have another parole hearing and they hmm. think that he did this very strategic, very strategically yeah. to try and get out. Okay. 
So they do not believe him. And if you saw this guy, I don't think I believe him either. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't, like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, I know, like, being drunk, like, you would wake up and be like, what happened to me? But, like, you eventually remember, like, things that happened. Like, it'll come back to you. You can't be in denial for, like, however many years before he was caught. At some point, he had to be sober and and find bloody clothes and And a bloody bloody knife. knife. He had to do something with those. Tina's dead. They never found the knife. They never found it. Like, and what, it was broken. Like, what was, did he have a cut on his hand? Well, they don't know because they didn't find out it was him until, until so many later. years later. Oh, my God. No, like, okay, like, I can imagine waking up and, like, being, like, hungover and, like, being, like, what the fuck did I do? But, like, for, like, what, 40 years? 30, like, almost 40 years to not remember what you've done? He held on to it, went to trial, maintained his innocence up until You're not 2020. Sorry. Three years before if he's got a parole sorry, hearing coming up. You would have like, and you like physically got ill. Like you know something happened. Yeah, you know what you did. Just fess up. Mm-hmm. Like I hate when people are like, I didn't do it, and then later they're like, Oh, well, actually, I did. Actually, and it's I like, <laughs> what's the point? Just like fess up in the moment. And that's exactly why the family thinks that that is nothing but a ploy to get parole. Which I mean, at least should get, but you know. I mean, at least they figured out who it was. Like, thank I, God for that. I was gonna say, I it was, you know, I was that was one of the things that actually really caught me about this was that I was watching the cold case and I'm watching cold case files, mm-hmm. and and it's not cold. I was like, I get it's not unsolved mysteries, but I was like, I thought it was just a cold case. I thought they were just gonna tell me about a cold case. I didn't realize that cold case was solved. Well, some of them are. Some of them are. Oh, I'm sorry. You're fine. No, some of them are. And I just like did not process that. So when they started talking about the fact that they actually caught this guy, I was like, wait a second. They actually, they got this guy? And I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad they did because he didn't ha- have any remorse. If you have any remorse, like you're going to come, like when you remember what happened, you would have come and forward. You see him and he is, they say that he went and they show like his high school picture. And he's like this young little chubby cheeked blonde boy, just normal looking kid. And then they show him at the time of his arrest and he's like neck of tattoos. He's like all like you can just tell he's hardened from prison. He's like sunken face and buzzed haircut. Like he just looks like somebody that the world beat down on. And he looks like. And oh. as somebody who's been holding in yeah. 36 years fu- of fucking guilt. Yeah. First doing something completely horrific that was not necessary. Yeah. Like, I get it. I I mean, I was, bull- like, I, I've, I've been, you know, I've been talked shit about. I, you know, I, I, mean, I mean, I wasn't like the worst bullied kid in school, but like. I wasn't either, but I was still bullied. I was, you know, like, I, and kids, I like I said, kids are fucking mean. Didn't go get drunk and black Yeah, out, go fucking murder somebody. Black out murder somebody. There's other options, people. I understand bullying can be difficult, but please find somebody to talk to. A principal, a teacher, a f- people suck sometimes, but God, there's so many outlets these days. Just I mean, yeah, I guess it was the 80s, so it was a little different. Like, I know. Today, it's so, it's so much different. Social media and everything is so much different, but there's just like, please seek help. 
Yeah. Don't, don't don't go sit on your murderous rage somebody in a drunken stupor. Yeah, yeah. Like and lie about it for thirty six years. Yeah. Wow. That poor girl. She did not deserve that. That sucks. And the fact that she could have gotten on the bus and it would have been fine. And none of it would have happened. Yep, because they were in detention. <sighs> that just kills me. Like, and he was bullied too. Like She, yeah. Why are you like the the two of you have been bull- both been bullied. Like, why are you going after, like, I mean, don't go after anybody, but why are you going after her? I just think he saw the first person he saw it from school. It was, like, the first person, yeah. And it just made him snap. Man. <clears throat> that one is sad. Major bummer. It was a major bummer. Because even her mom doesn't get to see, like, she, justice was done. And she knew that they had caught him and, like, you know, at least she could die knowing that, like, her daughter didn't die in vain and that they found the she body. got some semblance got of an explanation and close some closure yes but i want i mean i want to fucking seen him oh i would have happily jail. sat in the courtroom i would have said had my impact statement i would have i would have gladly sat there and watched that guy go to jail for the rest of his life because like <laughs> what the fuck Gives you the right to take my kid from me. Yeah. Like. Because you're pissed that nobody will come to your to party. house for a party. People do fucked up things. Yes, they do. If you're interested, that is season one, episode three of Cold Case Files. I do rem- I remember that episode. Yeah. Because Cold Case Files is different than Forensic Files. Yeah, this was, uh, this is the new the one with like the skull on the it's like blue. Yes. And it has the skull. Um it what, was do, Wait, wouldn't that be on Discovery Plus? No. They have A&E it on there. It was Netflix originally. Yeah, yeah. And then they had a licensing battle over the music mm-hmm. and it technically belongs to AE. AETV. Yeah, but doesn't AETV have something on they might. Discovery? But I, I didn't find it on there. Oh, okay. I ended up just finding it. You can watch it for free on their website. That's how I watched it. Oh. Well, I mean, do that. But. Yeah. Wow. But it's... So <laughs> do you want more wine? No, I'm okay. Okay. I'm Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm that's that's my my major bummer mini. Oh, so sad. Yeah. I'm just glad she got justice. That's all I care about. Yeah. Whatever. And even if that confession is bullshit, you know, he confessed, so... I, I I think he did it. I mean, they found his blood on the purse. Yeah, he totally did it. There's no other reason. I mean, his, maybe not do it. I mean, there's no other reason his blood would be on the purse. No. Not if you weren't there. Yeah. It, 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 like, like, what would have happened at school for you to get your blood on her purse? Exactly. Like, it, it doesn't make Unless any you, like, cut yourself sense. in. Unless you, like, cut yourself in, like, art class or something. But then your teacher would know about that. And, like, you know. And like, she probably would have wiped it off. Right. She wouldn't have just kept your blood on her purse. Yeah. Weird. So, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Oh man. Well, Macy, would you like to tell our listeners at what places they may find us? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was... (laughs) So many places. You tried to make that fancy. It didn't come out fancy. Let me pull out this link tray. I'm sorry, I was not prepared. That's uh, okay. You were like, I'm halfway done. And I was I like, do do do. Thought I was halfway done, and then I got through that a lot faster than I expected. Oh, okay, okay. 
Um, so you can find us so many places, friends. Um, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash buzzkillers podcast. Uh, we have two tiers of membership on Patreon, a dollar and two dollars. Um, we are working on some really awesome stuff for Patreon coming up soon. Some Patreon exclusives that only you guys will get. So, um, and I know that we, you know, we said that the split rock quarry, like, you know, and then life happened and yeah, stuff disappeared (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, that didn't happen, but this will be, um, this next couple of things will be Patreon exclusive. So if you want that content, go on there and, uh, and do that. Um, any money that you give us goes to bettering this podcast, make it a better listening experience for you. Um, we want to do merch and all sorts of stuff. Um, we've got lots of plans. So if you feel so inclined, go on there. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, we are cheap dates. So check out the Patreon. Um, uh, and we did. (laughs) Bless you. I promise we will make it worth it. Worth it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we are also on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. At Buzzkillers Podcast. At Buzzkillers Podcast. Uh, and we are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. At Buzzkillers Pod. We also have a fun little YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and you type in your handy dandy search bar, Buzzkillers A True Crime Podcast, you will find us pretty easily. Uh, if we get up to 100 subscribers, we can have our own url right That's yes okay yay <laughs> and you won't have to do that anymore so please like and subscribe thank you um <laughs> thank you. we are also available anywhere you listen to your podcasts mm-hmm. but more specifically apple podcast spotify google podcasts amazon music slash audible iHeartRadio, pandora and our host platypus Podbean. And you can also find us on our website at www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. Yes. You can learn a little bit about us. You can learn about the wines that we drink. You can listen if you want to. And you can send us a contact message if you'd like uh, with case recommendations, topic recommendations. Yes. Um, any, you know, sort of facts maybe that we mm-hmm. missed. Um, you know, anything you want to hear. Patreon exclusive content if you are our patreon and you want to have some sort of exclusive content give us your ideas we're all for it hell yeah um if you just want to say hello we will say hello we will say hello <laughs> um yeah and um if you don't want to use that contact page you can also just email us at buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com yeah so that's that all right. But until next time, guys. Yeah, until next time for part duh of H.H. Holmes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Thanks for sticking around for the not-so-many-many. Many. <laughs> for the not-so-many-many, many. yeah. <laughs> Don't be a buzzkill. Be a buzzard. <laughs> okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by BK Creations, LLC.